Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. This is going to be huge. Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the editor of Smoking Cuban. I almost said Mavs fanatic, Isaac. Don't you? Oh, no, I was to say, don't you dare, but that's no disrespect. No, that's not even a thing anymore, so I can't. Oh, yeah, it's like Dallas something sports fanatic. Sports fanatic, yeah. Nick, did you, did you win in fantasy this week? Gosh, I got just absolutely slaughtered. Not even slaughtered, not even schlacked, slaughtered. It was awful. What's your name? What's your name again? Baby Got Dak. Baby Got Dak. Which is hilarious. Who's, who's the person I played against? I hate Russell Westbrook. <laughs> uh, that, that's actually, it's one of my good friends here in Dallas. I had Le'Veon Bell got me four and a half points. Yeah, that screwed you over big time. That was bad. Russell Wilson got me eight point three, and then the uh, the Miami the Miami and uh, Tampa Bay game was was bad on me. I had I had Mike Evans, James Winston, and it was bad for me. <laughs> oh yeah, you had like half the squad on yeah. that. So anyway, nobody wants to hear about our fantasy teams, but <laughs> thank you guys for for. Dealing with us on the the Monday, we we were definitely both in a in a coma, a football coma. <laughs> Isaac also has some family in town, so we wanted to hang out with them. So we decided to take a day off. Also, it's the summer; that's what we're dealing with in the summer. We've been giving you guys a ton of podcasts, so sorry for those people that it messed up your your schedules. I understand that some of you guys put this in your everyday schedule, and we appreciate those people more than you guys can know. We really do. We appreciate that a lot. It is a uh, very helpful. We appreciate the uh, the feedback and the love and support on on social media. Somebody somebody sent us a tweet today. It was like me having withdrawals from lockdown Mavs. It was like <laughs> a crackhead, crackhead like scratching his face or something. Yeah, it was. I it forgot was, who sent it. To it was us. Dave Chappelle. It was, it was Dave Chappelle doing his his crackhead character. That's that's a famous character. Uh, I, th- I thought it was him that sent it. I was like, what? He don't listen to this, does he? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I've told you that I've met Dave Chappelle, right? That's a story I've told like a million times. Is this the most random thing ever? What? The fact that you met him. Yeah, I met him in Yellow Springs, Ohio. I grew up in, in Mason, Ohio, which is like 45 minutes from there. And uh, I was, and he lives in Yellow Springs, which is literally the most random thing. Because Yellow Springs is like this little like hippie town in the middle of Ohio. Which is not the middle, but like in the south west area of ohio and uh i was just walking down they have like cool shops there they have like this like uh this pipe store and all this stuff they sell bongs and stuff there it's like the it's like pipes yeah pipes like that's what i'm talking about (laughs) and like they have this really cool comic book store and stuff and then they have these yellow springs and so they have like natural like uh parks and stuff but uh so i'm walking down the street and (laughs) all of a sudden walking towards us (laughs) Dave Chappelle, and I look over, and I'm probably about 17 at the time, and I look over, and I was like, you're Dave Chappelle, and he just looks back at me, and he goes, I am, and he just keeps walking. <laughs> That's awesome. It was great. It was, it was great. I will tell everybody about that forever. I'll continue to tell that story until I like actually meet him in person, which, if that ever happens. So, All right. Also, hey, I want to give you a congrats real quick. Oh, on what? You made it onto a GIF. Somebody made you into a GIF. <laughs> oh my gosh! I want to give a shout. That was out, awesome. I think it's Odor's right hook. I think is the the Twitter. It's either his Twitter name or his his handle is is Odor's right hook. Shout out to him. He's one of the day ones. I know he's been around for a while, following me at least and responding to my stuff. But yeah, he made me into a GIF and uh, that, made my day. That was the funniest thing ever. Nick's hate on Dirk. Uh, also, he made me the- into a Laker, which is another little thing. <laughs> another little aspect of that i don't think he that he understood but yeah i was impressed that i did my photoshop of you and dirk on my that phone was great. Uh, while i was out in town and i just kind of put it together and then somebody actually made the gif and i was like 
I will gladly yeah, relinquish right? yeah. my crown on this right now. So I wanted to, I actually want to address that before we before we move on is that I did put Dirk too low. Let me just put it right out there. However, I <laughs> I do also think that he's only going to play like 20 minutes a game this year. And he ain't going to play 20 minutes a game. You think he's going to play more he's than gonna that? He's going to play like he's going to play like 20 like he hasn't played he's not going to have a 7 minute drop off. He averaged what 26 a game last year? He's close to that. Yeah, I mean, I could see him dropping one or two, but twenty—that's that's big. I just, I think it'll be like twenty-five. Yeah, but he'll play he'll play less than a lot of these other guys, and so I think they'll they'll have better years. <laughs> Dirk obviously has more impact, but you know, if you like move these players around and put them on different teams, I don't know if Dirk has the same impact he has on the Mavericks. Hmm. Don't 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 go back to digging your hole, Nick. I'm not gonna dig my hole. I definitely put him too low. I'll put you there. Because uh, the I don't think the there's Aaron any Gordon... spot in Jamichael Green's career yeah, at any point will be as good as Dirk at this point in his career. No, come on, Jamichael Green will be better. No, as as inside. he is now the third best player on on the Grizzlies. He's not even side. <laughs> He's going to be. He's That's even... true. He's not even side. What a stupid move on our part. <laughs> Uh, also, Aaron Gordon's gonna like fall off the face of the earth this year and make me look stupid too. But these these rankings are just on our gut. Like for me, at least, I'm just putting them. I'm kind of going through. I I want to do them in one take. Sometimes I, I you know I look them over and, and try to like go back and you know go through stats and stuff if I'm like really wanting to make something right. But most of this for me is just gut instinct. Like who do I think is better? Like straight up. If you put them right in front of me, if you put two flashcards in front of me, Basketball Reference used to do this thing called ELO rankings, where they would just put two players in front of you. You'd say which player is better, and you'd be like Michael Jordan or Magic Johnson. You'd be like, uh, Michael Jordan. So you pick Michael Jordan. He'd raise up in the rankings. I think Magic Johnson was actually number one in ELO rankings, which is weird. And like people like Wilt Chamberlain were like number sixteen. I was like, that's stupid. <laughs> that does not make that's any it. sense. So, but that's we stupid. I tried to do it like that. So we're going to continue doing that. We're going to continue to do our uh, our rankings of positions. We're fi- finishing it up today. We're going to center, and uh, we're talking about who's the best center. And we're doing this on you know who we think is better for next season. So we got some really really young players on this on this team that uh, have some really big upside, like you know guys like Thon Maker, Willie Colley Stein, guys like that. Um, you know, Nerlens Noel is going to be on this list, of course. We have the the big you know the the really good guys, Towns and Bead, Jokic, even are really Miles Turner, young guys on this list that are not are probably not going to be as high as some of our other you know some other players that are better than them right now. Now that doesn't mean that they won't be high. I have some of those guys very high, but we're looking at next year. We're not really taking a contract into account. We're just literally putting the two players in front of us, saying, "All right, which one's better?" and putting them above for next season. So fit sometimes sometimes has to do with this. Their teammates, you know situations things like that but before we do that the cowboys played this year this week and they played really well it was not an enjoyable game but that means that they got that one out of their system and if you want to go see the cowboys you want to go see some college football you want to go see concert a you know any kind of show anything like that you need to download the SeatGeek app it's definitely worth it go to the SeatGeek app the rangers are running out of games guys they are running out of games for you to go to baseball so if all summer you've been saying man i gotta get out to a rangers game then this is the time to do it. Download the SeatGeek app, put in the promo code LONBA, and you get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. You go there, go to the game. Let's say you buy some $40 tickets. You buy two tickets, they're forty, they're $20 each, 40 bucks. You use the promo code LONBA, you get $20 back. Boom, that's it. Half off your tickets. And so best of all, our listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app today, enter your promo code LONBA, that's promo code LONBA. NBA for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. It's a great app. I love it. I love using it. Sometimes I just go there and see like, hey, how much is this going to be? Or I try to plan it out, look at it, use the deal score, which puts a different colored circle on the seat. It'll tell you if it's a good deal or a bad deal. It aggregates all the different sites so you're not having to look through all these different places. So download the SeatGeek app. It's definitely worth it. All right. I've said my piece about SeatGeek. Let's move on. Let's go to the centers. (laughs) Isaac, number one on your list, the best I think center. This is, I think this, yeah, I think this is the only position. Well, no, we differed. I still had LeBron over KD. I was just saying, yeah, I, but I think it was really a, cool. It was really close. It's not like this. Well, now I'm kind of stupid now because we had two different point guards. 
You had Curry. I had Russ. There's not even there's not even two top two guys really. You know, like there's a couple guys that could be in the mix there. Yeah. So we 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 agreed on Harden and we agreed on Anthony Davis. Yep. For shooting guard and power forward, we differed on point guard and small. But we had the same top two guys. So to me, that you know, there's a consensus at the top two. This I don't even think we're gonna have that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a lot of these guys that could be all over the place. Because um, it's a lot going to be on projection. I mean, we try not to project too much, but it is just next year, so we're projecting next season. We're not projecting, like, obviously, I think that the rest of Nikola Jokic's career is going to be better than Marcus Gasol's <laughs> career. You know, like the rest of it. Not necessarily what he has right in front of him next season. So we're doing it on specifically next season. Yeah, and that that's the, you know, we, we say that. We say we're not going to, you know, project as far as the futures, but we are past next year. Yeah. Past next year. So we are kind of not really guessing, but to, you know, to an extent or how we think a player is going to grow too. So yeah. if I think a player is going to grow, like, like for example, like Thon maker. Yeah. Like, I mean, he was super hard because he was super raw last year. So if you think he's going to take a massive step forward, then you might have him a lot higher on this list. If I think he's going to take a slower development, then I'm going to have him a little lower. Yeah. Knowing to, you know, nothing against him. I think he's going to be good. But Me too. Anyway. I had, a, I had him pretty low, though. So. I had him kind of low, yeah. Number one. I disagree with NBA 2K18. <laughs> and I had Carl Anthony Towns. Wow. I don't blame you. I love Towns. I think he's really good. He averaged for- 25 and 12 last year. so Crazy. Insane numbers. But I put DeMarcus Cousins number one. I just think yeah, that's who two K had. Yeah, as a player, I think that he is just incredible. And I think if if this is if he finally if he ever finds the right fit, like good lord, if he was ever in San Antonio, <laughs> just forget about it. You know, he would be, gosh, he'd be so good. But he's been in this these just dysfunctional places, and I could totally see where you're going with Towns, though. Yeah, I mean, both of them. Here's my thing: I had cousins too, so. um it comes down to it. both of them are crazy big men. Both of them can work the post. One of them both a little of, more crazy than the other. That's true. Uh, both of them can hit the three. But the for me, what gave me the ta- what gave me gives me Towns over Cousins. I think is a little bit more athletic. Uh, I think Cousins did lose some weight over the summer. Uh, last time I saw some of him playing, he looked pretty slim down some. But uh, I don't know. I just think Towns. I mean. A next step past 25 and 12 is crazy to think about, but I think he literally, I mean, I, I think he's a better long-term prospect than Anthony Davis. I am all aboard Carl Anthony Towns. I think in a matter of no time, he will be a top five to seven player in the league. Yeah, MVP. Um, yeah, I think he's that good. And he, yeah, he has to bring up some of his you know defensive you know numbers and stuff, but I think he has all the tools to do that, so... Uh, yeah, he's he's the number one overall center in the league for me. I totally don't blame you. I I think he's going to take a little step back this season because they added so much. We see you know a lot that somebody has to take a back seat. And I think he's one of those players that will defer a little bit too much on a team where he has, he's adding a Jimmy Butler, he's adding a Jeff Teague, you know, he's adding a Taj Gibson, you're adding a, so many different you know elements to this team. I think he'll take a little bit of a step back. And so, and we're also going on full health with these. So we're assuming that they get, yeah. you know, like 75 to 82 games for a season. So number two, I put Joel Embiid. Holy crap. He is um, incredible. He's a unicorn. He literally yeah, is a unicorn. I mean, you're basing it off 30 games, but I mean, I have him fairly high, but not top two. Dang. Yeah. I think he's that good. So he's- 30 games sold you on the second best center in the league. If I took those 30 games and stretched them out among 70, then yes. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing with these rankings. Okay. He made that t- he made so I feel st- like you could take some you took you could take 20 game stretches of a lot of players and be like, "Okay, well if they were that good for 20 games." Yeah, but we but this is not taking the like Seth Curry this year had a stretch of like 20 games where he averaged 18 points a game, you know, or 20 points a game something like that. We're not taking that cuz we saw the rest of his season. We only saw from what well, the only thing we saw from Joel Embiid was amazing. It's like what we take from summer league games. If a guy shows out in summer league, that doesn't necessarily mean he's good, but it also doesn't. It also means that he's not bad, you know. But if he's bad during yeah. summer league, then you know. 
So if we see from Embiid that he's amazing, like not even just good, like amazing. He made the Sixers a 500 team. <laughs> the Sixers. The Sixers have been awful for four years and did not have very many, like, average replacement level players on their team like Dario Saric was the, their best player at the end of the season like <laughs> yeah gosh so Joel Embiid made that team with a point guard of TJ McConnell be a 500 team I think he just I mean he pulled them and it was crazy and I think that he's super super good and if I was going to project for a full season yeah I'd give him I'd give him that he's a unicorn he defends the rim better than most and he hits the three really really well Got yeah it. I like Embiid. I have him at six. Um, I just need more than thirty games. You know, like we we did see him play re- really good for for those thirty games, but you know the sustainability. You know, we yeah with like a Steph Curry, we did see him play the rest of the year, but who says you know in game fifty five that Embiid's not leveling out? You know, like um, yeah, I I like Embiid. I'm not hating on Embiid. I obviously I just said I had him at six. I just can't. Yeah, I I need more than if we're if we're talking about Embiid after like one year, then I would be like, okay, well, yeah, it was just his first year, crazy rookie year. He played really well. Will he sustain it? Can he keep it up? Um, then I then I would move him up. But I need more than thirty games before I say he's a better center than the guys above him for me. That's fair. I don't need those things. <laughs> number three i had carl anthony towns i mean i think the top three for me could go in any order i'm not i'm not sold on on any of those guys above any of the other ones they could all have you know crazy years but i think that that those are the top three for me i had um i had Jokic at three that's fair i had Jokic at five okay we're gonna have the same few guys through here but oh yeah yeah and so number Um, four i had marcus all Ding ding, me too. Nice, there you go. Yeah, Jokic passing, man. Yeah, you know, I think the Jokic thing goes a little too far with some people. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think he's good. Obviously, I have him as the third best center in the league for me. Um, I I think we should temper our expectations of him a little here's, bit. Here's here's what's gonna happen. Here's what happened with Jokic. When's the last time they had a really good like rookie or like young player? It was it was mellow, Denver? right? Yeah, yeah, mellow. It was yeah. mellow, and they Gary probably Harris? had they had yeah, very good. <laughs> I messed up with that one as well, but they they haven't had. And somebody will probably be like, "What about this guy? What about J.R. Smith?" I don't know. So they they haven't had a guy like this in a long time. And so for Denver fans, what you do is you latch onto that guy. That guy becomes yours. He becomes better than anybody else. This is yeah. exactly what Mavs fans and what we are going to do with Dennis Smith Jr. over the next couple of years. We're going to latch onto this guy. He's going to be flawless. You know, like without fault, he's going to be the guy because he's basically the savior of your franchise. Like all your hopes and dreams of this team ever becoming good again. And this is what Denver's doing. All your hopes and dreams of this team ever becoming good again and in contention rest in that guy's like fingertips and passing ability yeah i mean he's exceptional on the offensive side of the ball uh any center that you can run your offense through i mean that's it's insane uh, i think um arvita sabonis is the best comp to him i love his name got sabonis. brought up so many times at the beginning of last season for the mavericks because of andrew bogut which is so weird yeah and so I think Jokic will just keep on getting better. Yeah. Defense is his main thing because just like, you know, some of these other guys, just like a Steph Curry or some of these guys on offense, he he is a defensive liability. So I'm anxious to see what he looks like after his summer, you know? Yeah. Has he slimmed down? How does he look, uh, you know, agility-wise? I want to see that. Before we move on to that, uh, that's our top four. What's your your fifth one, Rudy Gay or Rudy Gobert? Rudy Gay, yeah, Good Rudy Gobert, yeah. Yeah, I had Rudy Gobert, Gobert at six. Um, before we move on, at six. To, Who'd you have at five? I'm sorry, no, 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 five. I had, I had, uh, yeah, no, no. I had Jokic at five. I had Gobert at six. Oh, okay. So we have the we have the same top six. Okay, okay. Before we move on to that, I forgot to do the our top five and bottom five through power forwards. So 
this is how good we think teams are so far through the power forward position. I didn't want to get through this. I don't want, I didn't want to do this at the end, even though we're done with centers. So my top five so far, just point guard through power forward. I did an average of our rankings and where they were. So I put Kevin Durant as the number one small forward. So I gave him a one. Number one, Golden State. You had the same at number one. Number yeah. two, I had Washington, which is weird. Number three, I had Cleveland. You had Cleveland two and Washington three. They were all very close. Number four and five, we also had the same, but flipped again. Milwaukee and Houston. Hmm. That's surprising to me. Milwaukee at, at four for me, Milwaukee at five for you, and then Houston at five for me and four for you. That's really interesting because I had Brogdon pretty low and Middleton as like a middle tier guy. Yeah. But both Greek and Jabari in the top ten. That's crazy. My bottom five so far is or uh, from twenty six to thirty is Orlando, Atlanta, Sacramento, Chicago, and Brooklyn. Yours was Indiana, Sacramento, Orlando, Chicago, and Brooklyn. <laughs> so Chicago and Brooklyn, our bottom two, are battling it out <laughs> right there. Right. I think there. Brooklyn's going to take this title after the center's rank. I think so too. Our combined five: uh, Golden State, Cleveland. Yeah. One and two, Washington, Houston, Milwaukee. Our bottom five combined um, from 26 to 30 is Atlanta, Orlando, Sacramento, Chicago, and Brooklyn. That's probably how they're going to finish. And Yeah, that's and pretty cool. That step-in guy is going to be very sad. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, I had, I had Marcus all at four. We both had Marcus all at four. Uh, he's going to have a good year. I think that <laughs> they don't have many other options. It's going to be the two-man game is going to be – gonna have to be really really good for them to be to be passable serviceable <laughs> he's he's gonna be one of the one of the hottest now. names on the trade market um it already has I, been i think they're untouchable I think yeah they, they i mean came, it, they came yeah, out and I, said that this week but we've also seen a lot of people be untouchable and then get traded yeah i, I just don't know especially if they plummet you know can there can the guys in between Conley and Gasol as the bookends? Can the books in between, you know, can they help them stay alive? And I don't have them as a playoff team this year, so we'll see. It's going to be a really hot discussion come February if they're still untouchable. At least Mark Gasol. Yeah, those guys are still really good, though. So I, I still have them eking into the. Oh yeah, yeah. There, but... Two years ago, I was arguing that Mark Gasol is the best center of the league, and yeah. he, I mean. If you put him ahead of Jokic right now going into the season, I'm fine with it. I mean, he has everything. Um, it's just, you know, he had, he does have to stay healthy. He is kind of a defensive liability as far as, like, switching and stuff. But really, a lot of these centers are. I mean, Gobert is a defensive liability on the on on the outside. We saw Steph Curry carve him up. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. but you're not going to take Gobert off the floor. I mean, no. just for everything he, he brings. So, Would, would you say that? Marcus Gasol is like the hybrid of Jokic and Gobert. If you like put those two guys together, he's like he actually yeah yeah that's a good one yeah he's like those two guys. I wonder we should do like NBA hybrids. You like smash two players together and what would they become? <laughs> what would they be? What would they be? What kind of monster can we create? Like if you put together like uh, I don't know Dikembe Mutombo and you know Kyle Court Reggie Miller, it would be Joel Embiid. <laughs> <laughs> That was a joke. All right. Embiid is not that good of a three-point shooter. <laughs> <laughs> he probably shoots as many as Reggie Miller did back then, which is crazy to think. Mm. So, all right. So far, I have Cousins, Embiid, Towns, Gasol, Jokic, and Gobert. That is my top six. Isaac has Towns, Cousin, Jokic, Gasol, Gobert, and Embiid. So we're, we're right there. I think the order is a little different, but the guys are the same. And I think this next guy might be a little different. If I had to guess who yours is, I would guess. Okay. Am I going to, should I guess? Just go yours? ahead. Yeah, go ahead and guess. Al Horford. It is Al Horford. That is <laughs> that is my number seven guy. You've already professed your love. Wasn't it like a few pods ago? I was listening to this the other day. Yeah, I do listen to our pods uh, <laughs> when, I have, when I have time just to see if we said anything stupid. Which and I was listening back, back, last, back last week and Nick said, that if Anthony Davis and Horford is in the same front court, it would be the best front court we've seen in like recent like a history. long time. And I was I just thought about that going down the road. I'm like, I don't know if I would go that far. Like I like Horford, 
But I wouldn't say it's the best front court we've seen in like recent history. If Just I think the, the way those two guys would play together would be so good because they're so interchangeable. They do stuff really well, and, and Al Horford's like an incredible teammate, and I think that he would be yeah. really, really good for Anthony Davis. So I put a lot of the intangibles bring Al Horford up for me. Best human being, he would be like one on this list. Yeah, he seems like he's a cool dude. Um, Who'd you have next? I have I have Horford at nine. That's fair. <laughs> That's but fair. who did you have at seven? <laughs> At seven, I had, I'm just going to whisper it, DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, I had him at eight. <laughs> he who should not be named at eight. All right, we'll skip over him. Who did you have at eight? Um, Hassan Whiteside. I had Hassan Whiteside at nine. So there you go. We have the same top nine still. So we're, we're right there with e- with each other. All right, number 10. We're I'm not going to le- agree on this. I'm taking a leap here. Uh, no, we're not going to agree on this. I'm taking a leap here. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> he oh, played, this one's gonna scare he me. Anytime the, you say we're gonna take a leap, this scares me. <laughs> Dirk Nowitzki. No, <laughs> I put him on both. He's starting both positions. Nick's I took about a leap. to bring out a, like a Biombo or something. A, a guy that played in the great state of Texas. The great state of Texas. Miles Turner. Miles Turner. Yeah, he's solid. You, but you. It was just last podcast. You said Dad Young would be the best player on that team. Yeah, I went back. And that's that. it. <laughs> well because i that's what i assumed and then i went through this and i looked at the names that i had under hassan whiteside and i was like miles turner's better than all these guys <laughs> like i would take miles turner over all these guys next year i yeah i have turner at 11 that's fair i thought you were gonna be higher on him than me but i guess you can't really break that top nine that's that's super hard yeah i can't take him over whiteside or deandre or horford no not next not for one year uh yeah. Mosler, I mean this could be his big breakout year though. This could be huge for him. I could see him yeah. averaging pretty easily 20 and 10, you know, a couple threes a game, you know, two He's like a, two a smaller brother of Towns, you know. Yeah. Like, he can and, hit the three also. And he's going to get the really... volume. He's going to get a ton of volume. Yeah. Ton. Oh yeah. He, he would be a fantasy guy if if we're going to I just did Josh Lloyd's podcast. We were talking about that before we hit record, but I was just on Josh Lloyd's podcast, the Locked On Fantasy Basketball. So go subscribe to that. Listen to that. Listen to me talk about random stuff. He asked me how good I think Dwight Powell could be next year. So thank God he just, had you and not just, me. Just, <laughs> just <laughs> he would have died. Hit his accent. He would have <laughs> lost it whenever I just went ham on him or something. <laughs> I did compare uh, one Maverick player to a cartoon fire hydrant. So if you want to go find that out, go listen to that. Um. Yeah, he's a guy that I would pick up in fantasy, huge, because he could get the blocks and potentially yeah. the steals because he's going to be out there so much and the three. So, yeah, he's going to kill it next year. All right, I'm interested to see if we have the same player, like the same top players through eleven. I didn't. Oh yeah, I got to give you number ten, right? Yeah, give me or... number ten. Uh, we don't have the same person because I know you're super low on this. No, nah, I think we're. I think we are. Andre Drummond. I have Andre Drummond. What? I just looked at the list and I I wouldn't pick anybody above him. I thought you said you'd take Nerlens over Drummond. Not if we're going for one year. I don't know. Not if yeah, just I next year. Yeah. I think I think you got to give Nerlens a little more time. I know I know Drummond gets a lot of hate, but the man can still board with with anybody. He can't hit you know a free throw if his life depended on it. But no, neither can DeAndre, and we have him this high also. So if if free throw shooting was batting average, he would be an MVP though. Yeah, Shaq, Shaq couldn't hit free throws either, and we see where Shaq ended up. Yeah, no, do you, Andre Drummond, I, I just said this on, on the Lockdown Fantasy, that there, and I probably said this already, that there are only uh, 10 players in the league last year that averaged one steal and one block, and he was one of them. It was like Giannis, Durant, Anthony Davis, him, and then like a bunch of other guys. I actually wrote this in the uh, the piece that I wrote for Mavs Moneyball, the what if Nerland Noel's contract was in Shark Tank. Yeah. I put that as one of the, one of the, the things that – um, that Nerland's agent would say. But then there's only three players last year that averaged a double-double and a steal and a block. And it was Davis. It was, I think it was, what did I say, Cousins. And then it was Drummond. And I was like, what the heck? <laughs> so I, I, he's still up there. He's going to lead the league in rebounds probably again. Uh, a lot of them are rebounds off his own misses, but you know, <laughs> we'll take it. I'd I take him above anybody else for one, for one single year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
So we have the same top 11? Same top 11 so far. Sweet. Not different order, but yeah. Yeah. All right, number 12. No, no big Gary Harris differences right now. <laughs> so far. This is the <laughs> this is the Harris range, though. Yeah, this is the Harris range where you're going to pull off somebody. And the rest has, of like, these are difficult. I think, for me, 12 through 18, maybe 19, are very 12, hard. Yeah, 12 through like 20, I think, for me, I think. Um, and number 12, I had none other than Nerland's Noel. Wow. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> We're not too That's far. Okay. We're not too far off. We're not too far uh, off. Okay, okay. I think he'll be good. Uh, there is Josh Lloyd scared me on his, on his podcast though. He was like, well, what if, and he has this Australian accent. He's like, well, what if Carlisle just decides to not, not play him? He just decides to, to, to sit him. And I was like, that's, that's true. <laughs> like, he was basically yeah. saying the conspiracy of what if the team wanted to, you know, to hold him back from trying to get that max contract. Hey, I, I like, said that last pod and people came at me saying Dallas would never do that. Yeah, no, no, I said that. I, I said I don't think he did it. But then when someone else brings it up, you're like, you know, it's like <laughs> my wife says this. Like when I say something, like when I give an encouragement or something, she's like, oh, well, you're supposed to say that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. And that happens with best friends, too. If you're, you're like. You know, you're supposed to say that to me, you know, but somebody else comes out and says it, then you're like, man, that could actually, that's actually a thing. <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I don't think it would be like a, a deliberate thing, but no, I don't think Carlisle I don't th- I don't think- are like sitting down and going, all right, here we go. Let's get him again. <laughs> the, but the long I, but play it, here, guys. <laughs> but just like last year, I mean, we traded for Nerlens and he didn't come in as a starter. Like, no, yeah. I think we can put out a better squad than that right now because I think in, I've said this before. I think a lineup of Dennis, Seth, Wes, Barnes, and Dirk is a pretty lethal lineup. Yeah, and I that's think we're probably going to be your most effective. I think we're going to see it, and that means Nerlens is not on the court, and it could be worthy of a conversation if that lineup does really, really well, and does that factor into you know negotiations or something? I don't know, but anyway. It's- it's when fair. I, I had Nerlens a couple spots below you. Uh, at 12, though, I had Yusuf Nurkic. Okay. I was a little bit more down on him. Yeah, and, and I assumed that. that this is, we have the difference between Drummond and, and me and you is the same with Nurkic. I think what he did in Portland is sustainable, and you don't really think so. Um, I, It's not – I don't know. It's kind of – yeah, it's kind of like the, uh, the MB thing. I, I need to see more. I know he produced, you know, pretty good in Denver, but I want to see more in that system. And yeah. I know I had a piece that came out uh, this morning, which would be yesterday morning for the listeners, uh, saying the one big question for each team in the Western Conference. And my question for Portland was, can Yusuf Nurkic be the third star? Yeah, and that's a huge question. Can he? Can he be that? And if he can be that and be the player that he kind of broke out to be over those couple weeks that pushed them towards the playoffs, then, you know, good for Portland. They should be a playoff team. My big question for Portland would be, who is Joseph Nurkic going to punch in the face first? Caleb Swanigan or Zach Collins? <laughs> Zach in, Collins. In practice. Sure. <laughs> I'd be scared of Swanigan. Yeah, but, but the Bosnian beast would not be. He's scared of no man. No. His dad is 400 pounds and seven feet tall. He is scared of no one. <laughs> that is who spanked him as a child with wood planks. <laughs> half of what I just said is actually real and reported. The other half is not. You get to decide. <laughs> the other half is not. I had Nurkic at uh, 16. All right. Yeah, it's this range right here that is just crazy. All right. At, uh, at 13, I had the NBA champion himself, Tristan Thompson. Oh, interesting. He still does things on a basketball court that not a lot of players can do. And he's still going to play with LeBron next year, so that makes him better. If he didn't have LeBron on his team, <laughs> he'd be... He still dates a Kardashian. That is true. That made me think. <laughs> that, made me, <laughs> that made me go back on it a little. Rethink your whole rankings, Nick. Oh, man. Gosh, why? Just why? Just, like... <laughs> What do you gain? What do you gain from from dating a Kardashian? Like there are other attractive women in the world. Yeah. Like they were on they like which one is it? Chloe was on a was on the broadcast for a, a finals game and my wife walked in and she was like that's one of the Kardashians. She doesn't watch any of that stuff or care about any of it. She goes, "That's one of the Kardashians?" And I was like, "Yeah." She goes, "I thought they would be prettier." 
And that was great. I thought it was great, but no offense to you know whoever she was, but yeah, no, I don't understand that at all. No. You're, just ask, you're just asking for it at that point. I had Tristan at seventeen. Yeah, Tristan Thompson. All right, at thirteen for you. I had one of your new boys, Brooke Lopez. I had Brooke Lopez at fourteen. You're so close. I think he's underrated, man. If, yeah, he, if he had to pick some twenty point scorer last year, yeah, I think he's a, a an underrated piece in that uh, D'Angelo Russell deal. People just look at it and say, "Oh, that's a D'Angelo Russell trade." Oh, they were shedding Mozgov. Yeah, yeah like, this is this is what happens with in this salary cap. Everybody has a number of dollar sign above their head. Is that all of a sudden guys just if they're if they're if they're a salary cap dump, if they're a salary dump, they become a useless player. That's not necessarily yeah. the case all the time. Just because you have a salary dump player doesn't mean they're useless. Alan Crabb was a salary dump player, not a useless player. No, not a useless. And Brooke Lopez is not useless. He can still ball out. And he added a three-point shot to his game last year. And I think he's going to do <sighs> yeah. do well in Brooklyn. I think he's going to do with Lo- do well with Lonzo yeah. cutting down the paint uh, with Lonzo throwing some oops and stuff, and him being able to pick and pop some. So. And I yeah. think one of the underrated aspects of him going to L.A. is that he's going to be so close to Disneyland. I think that that is going to be so good for his ethos, very good for his morale. I think his brother's going to visit him a lot. They're going to be able to go I'm there. Like, do we have a new sponsor? I was like, is Disneyland one of our sponsors? Gosh, I, I wish Disneyland. If anybody's connected to Disneyland out there, shout out your boys. We we would appreciate a, a sponsorship. I will I will promote the mouse. I will. I don't know what I would do. I'd sing a Disney song on here if they sponsored that, us. That means we're like almost sponsored by ESPN at that point. That means we've made it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Brooke Lopez, I had him at 14. Who did you have? I had Steven Adams. Steven Adams, I had him at 16. We're right there. He's going to have an interesting season. I think Paul George is going to be good for him. Yeah, I do too. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see what Russell Westbrook does moving forward. Does he still try to go for his MVPs and triple doubles and all that stuff? Or does he try to make a conservative effort to um, make his teammates better? I think that was a valid argument. I don't think that's a stupid argument that people were saying last year that, hey, you know, Westbrook just didn't make his teammates better. Yeah. And I think there's some validity to that, to that statement. Same. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, Adams has his whole, has his weaknesses. He can't really, you know, shoot that well at all. You know, as far as the offensive game, but he does not create offense for himself. Yeah, but I like him still as a center for sure. Yeah, I think I think Russell Westbrook might come out and do a uh, an overcorrection of the yeah. not be able to to create for his teammates and he almost create too much for him. So I had at fifteen after Brooke Lopez, I had Nerlens Noel. So only a three spot okay. difference. Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. And then Stephen Adams at sixteen. Who did you have at fifteen? I had Clint Capella. Oh, a little different. Not too much. Clint Capella at 16 for you. He's uh, going to get all the lobs. <laughs> Every yeah. lob. Capella, I had him at 15, not 16. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. That's what I put. Uh, I think Capella's going to have a monster year this year. He is a breakout candidate for me. Yeah, because if, they, if they're splacing the floor with, with Ryan Anderson, and we, put, we both put him pretty low, but he can at least still hit three really well. Then you put, I mean, Ariza out there, or if you have, I mean, he's going to be the five in a lot of really favorable situations because <laughs> people are going to try to go small against them. Then all of a sudden you have Clint Capella, and he's just going to score on them. Yeah, he he's super long. He's going to protect the paint. He is, you know, kind of more. He's kind of agile like Nerlens is, to where he can switch off some on the perimeter. Um, yeah, and he's just going to catch a thousand lobs next year. So. I'm all in on Clint Capella next year. There we go. So that that little range right there, we had I had Nurkic at 12, Tom Tristan Thompson at 13, Brooke Lopez at 14, Nerlens Noel at 15, Stephen Adams at 16, and then Isaac had Nerlens at 12, Brooke Lopez at 13, Stephen Adams at 14, Clint Capella at 15, Nurkic at 16, Tristan Thompson at 17. So so far we have one difference, and that's at 17. We don't have the same player through 17. And that is, I have Jonas Valanciunas at 17. Interesting. I have him a couple spots down. But. St- still a good player. 
still a good player to me. He doesn't give yeah. you the stuff that you want in an NBA player. Like, there's a lot of players like this now where you just look at them, you're like, you don't give me what I want in an NBA player. <laughs> However, you do give me a lot of good things that I maybe would have wanted a while ago. <laughs> yeah, and that that's the sad thing for you know, for Valenzuela as far as, you know, if he came out, you know, five years ago, just five years ago or eight years ago, he would be balling in the league. It's just how this league is, you know, shifting now. I to think where, he was in the league five years ago. No, I'm just saying if he was <laughs> at it where he is now, yeah. five or eight years ago, you know, he he could be balling. But now he's instantly a defensive liability, instantly be being put in pick and roll. And you know, we saw it with Toronto. And I think that what played into cert, you know, Abaka's new contract too, because yeah. He's not going to be in their go-to crunch time lineups, and we saw it last year. We're going to see it again this year. Ibaka's going to, you know, move to the five. So yeah, but he can still bang down low. I'd be interested to see who plays at four for them when they do that. I don't know who. Yeah, I don't know who slides in there for them. Probably C.J. Miles, but ooh, that would be weird. I already have DeRozan, him at three, and I think that's a little stretch. But... DeRozan at three, Norman Powell at two. All right, so you had Thompson at seventeen. At 18, I had your boy. My boy. Tyson Chandler. Man, I love Tyson, but I do not have him this high. Wow. This so this is going to be our big difference? Uh, no, I mean, uh, it's going to be our biggest difference, but it's not no Gary Harris range. <laughs> yeah. I, I still think he's a great player. Double-double guy, really good defender. I like it'll Tyson. It'll be good for I, one more year. Give him another one. Yeah, I like Tyson uh, a lot, especially as a person. Um, I think his better days are definitely behind him. But I would love, man. <laughs> we've said this on the pod before. If we could like trade Dwight Powell for Tyson, just straight up, and give him Devin Harris too, or something. I think I would just cry. I mean, we have the cap space. Just do it. Like that's true. At this at this point, we do have the cap space. <laughs> Here's a, here's the thing. If I'm going to have somebody sitting on the bench, give me Tyson. Like yeah. give me Tyson backing up Nerlens. Let Tyson finish his career here. I don't care. I'll pay Tyson 12 million for yeah. the next couple of years. That's worth it to me. <laughs> Just do it. Let like let him mentor Nerlens. We have him back in Dallas. Okay, if if we have a really sucky season, we don't win very much, at least we got our boys back. <laughs> we got one of our guys. Jets still um, out there. Yeah, I mean Dwight Dwight's over making cruise ship, you know, animals out of towels. So why not? It's not like we're developing him into something. Let's get Tyson in here. Yeah. I, I would do a lot to trade for Tyson. I think it'd be definitely worth it for a lot of intangible reasons. Because he you know, we were doing we did that two thousand eleven finals flashback that you guys can go back and listen to. We interviewed a bunch of guys and they all had glowing things to say about Tyson and just the fact that he changed this team. He's the, the guy that brought it on. I mean, the stories that they told about Tyson and Chris Paul. I mean, I think that I think skin told me that story and I think it was on the pod. I don't think it was off, but of Tyson Chandler going after Chris Paul in the playoffs or, you know, before that during the season and just that that changed the team around and stuff like that. I mean, go back and listen to that pod. That was huge. And he's still that guy. He's not, not that player, but he's still that guy. Yeah. He is. All right, at 18 for you. Dwight Howard. Wow. <laughs> I'm very down on Dwight Howard for for the exact opposite reasons that I am for the exact same reasons that I'm up on Tyson Chandler. I'm down on Dwight Dwight Howard. Interesting. He just wherever he goes, man, it goes south and it goes south I think, quick. I actually like him in Charlotte. Okay. I think this is like the one, the one time that he's. I don't think it's an, like an all star or anything like that. But I think it's one time where there's no expectations. There's nothing. I don't even think there was the, any expectations in Atlanta. No, but but Atlanta, he was going home though. Like that was, he's going home. He still got a you know, decent. He signed a decent sized contract. You know, Charlotte. He's just he was just traded there. Like he, you know, like it's like they didn't want him. You know, Atlanta. Hey, we just want to get off the contract. Like when I think of Charlotte, I don't even think about him right now. I instantly think of like I Kimba. I don't really think but, about Charlotte that much. <laughs> <laughs> true, but I think of like Kimba, Batum, you know, even Malik Monk. I think of stuff like that, and then I'm like, oh crap, Dwight Howard's on that oh. team. But I think that I think he will have. I think he'll have his best season this year over the past like three years. 
Man, Malik Monk. Uh, uh, that's gonna. That sucks. His injury. Yeah. He's got that ankle injury. He's gonna be dealing with it during the season. Yeah. Do not like. He's still that. gonna be good. Dwight Howard's still gonna have expectations. He th- people are still saying, well, he's back with Steve Clifford. You know, he's gonna make him a good player. He's gonna have Kim. The Walker. Dwight he's, whisper. He's gonna finally be the pick and roll guy, the defend, the rim protector guy that we want. It's, it's the same stuff we've heard over and over again. And I don't know. I, I just. I won't believe it until I see it. I just think that it it's more likely that in February, Dwight Howard is like sulking and on the bench and, and upset and Kemba's on the other side of the bench mad and upset than this. Dwight's time. getting to be like bought thing. out. There is a good chance they can make the playoffs though, and I think that could be good for all for all parties involved. Eighty so. percent of the East has a good chance of making the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Nineteen so I had Valentinus. Okay, so I had Clint Capella at 19. Sweet. There we go. 20. You had Valenzuela's over Capella? Interesting. Yeah. Anyway. It's it's what you value in a player, and it's, at this point, what you want in an NBA player. I don't know. I, I still think he's a better player. Like, if you just you, skill for skill. If you, you think Houston Houston would be better if they traded Capella for Valenzuela? Right no, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> you wish it, you <laughs> wish it worked like that. Don't try that on me. <laughs> who has the better? Who has the most? These mind you know, tricks don't work on me. Only money. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? You're some kind of Jedi waving your hand around like that? I'm a Titanic. Uh, okay, I've watched Nick, episode Nick one like, way too much of my life. Nick looks like one of these guys that people share the videos on Facebook, and they're sitting there in front of a mic doing all these like character impersonations. You're like, holy crap, that's awesome. So I graduated from Dallas Baptist University, and there's a kid. I can't remember his name, but he is the kid that sings Hello in all the Disney character songs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> say, hi, say hi to my puppy. That is not your puppy. Hey. That was my puppy. Is that an Ewok? <laughs> he heard a dog outside. <laughs> so there's my puppy. All right. But I, I think that... Oh, he was, he's a kid that sings hello in all the different Disney characters, and he came from DBU. And it was so random. But Interesting. Anyway. So, but yeah, I have... I have all that said, I, yes, I have Valentinus <laughs> over. I have Flinko <laughs> All right, let's speed through 20 through 30. Yeah, because this is this is a weird range, and I'm, not, I'm just really not sure what to do with it. Yeah. All right, twenty. That's, I have uh, Gortat. Hey, me too. What's up, Gortat? That's super at twenty. Red. At twenty-one, I have Dwight Howard. <laughs> no. <laughs> Who do you have at twenty-one? Palgasol. Wow, I'm much lower on Palgasol than you are. Really? I love Palgasol too. He was. With those, I gotta see some of these guys you have over Pal Gasol because there's only so many more names on this list. Gosh, I was so low on Pal Gasol. That's one I'm gonna regret. Uh, oh, crap. 22. I had Robin Lopez. Okay, I had Lopez at 23. 23. Okay, I had Nikola Vucevic at 23. Oh, I have Biombo on this list, and not Vucevic. Oh yeah, I think they're gonna still start Vucevic. Who did you? Where did you have Biombo though? Yeah, 26. Would you? I would. I would move up Vucevic. Dang it! Um, what are we gonna do now? <laughs> I, we can go. We can go with Vucevic. I was just going by Biombo making seventeen million a year. I know they've been starting Vucevic for so long though. Okay. Uh, I'll put Biombo probably about where you did. Okay. At twenty-two, I had Thon. Twenty-two. You had Thon Maker. Wow, a little higher than I had him. You're pro- projecting it to be a little bit better, but yeah. Look, I mean, in this range, I'm just looking at some of these guys and be like, okay, Tyson Chandler. Yeah, he can get a few more boards, but Thon can play better defense and probably block the same amount of shots. Okay, so at twenty, you had Gortat. At twenty-one, you had Gasol. At twenty-two, you had Thon Maker. At twenty-three, yes. you had Robin Lopez. So at 20, I had Gortat. At 21, I had Dwight Howard. 22, Robin Lopez. 23, I had our boy. Nothing easy. We're going to game seven, baby. Zaza you had it? Zaza Pachulia at 23. Holy crap, bro. <laughs> Still love You're him. much higher on Zaza than I am. Where do you have Zaza? 29. Wow. I like Zaza. I like I like I like Zaza a lot. But this this range though is so like 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just have no idea what I'm going to get from him. Uh, so then at 24, I had Willie Colley Stein. Hey, me too, me too. What's up? Okay. Then at 25, I had um, Pau Gasol. Probably, okay. probably a little too low. It's not that big of a difference. But not yeah, not that big of a difference. Uh, I had Tyson Chandler at 25. Wow, that is a big difference. 18. I had him at 18, and Isaac had him at 25. Now I get to be the one to tweet something out. <laughs> tweet it. Tweet away. <laughs> All right. At uh, at 26, I had Thon Maker. Okay. Then you had Biznak, 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 Biznak Benambo at 26. At tw- I had him at 27 after I took out Vucevic uh, and put Biambo there so we can have agreement. Now, who do you have at 27? I had Dwayne Dedman. Dwayne Dedman, I have him at 28 for Atlanta. That's going to be weird. but <laughs> All right, then at, uh, at 28, you had... <laughs> oh, Noah. Noah! Wow. I had Noah at 30. What? Joakim Noah? I would take what he's looking like in these pickup games over Mozgov any day of the week. <laughs> I take Mozgov. Oh you have Mozgov at 30. and I. <laughs> so our bottom five, I had Thon Maker, Biombo, Dwayne Dedman, Timothy Mozgov, and Joakim Noah as my bottom Five, you had Biombo, Dwayne Dedman, Joakim Noah, Zaza Pachulia, and Timofey Mozgov. I thought for sure we were going to have the same 30. Can't believe you had Mozgov over Noah. Just Noah, I don't you know. Had Mo- you had Mozgov at 29, right? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. That's what we got. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. I will tally up the scores, and tomorrow on our pod... We'll be talking about Isaac's article that he mentioned earlier about the different questions, and then I will tell you guys who we had number one and uh, for these rankings overall. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Again, download SeatGeek. Use the promo code LONBA. Peace out. Boom. Boom.